0: It's about that time for some nosebleed seats to show everyone can afford to listen to I'm Zach Wolchuk alongside Eric Chiafalo. Happy Monday to all. I'm sorry it's been too long, but we're here. We're back in the safe space, and it feels
1: so, so good. Sure does, man. Uh, I miss your face, Mr. your body, Mr. your smell, I miss your touch. I kind of miss everything about you. So I'm really, really happy to be here. It's Monday. We're always a little groggy on Mondays, but I got to tell you man, I got a little pep in my step today. Really? Matter of fact, I do. We're talking, what are we doing? We're going around the NFL. Oh, this we're going to go around the NFL. Like, There's so much God football geez, news dude, the that football we, has been insane. Man, we we've missed out on. it. I know both of us
0: just had busy schedules and that happens sometimes, but now we're here and we can just go over. There's been I've had like anxiety because it's just like, man, I got to get into the safe space. I got to talk to Chi about this. There's so much movement. This might be the most active NFL offseason before free agency begins, that I can ever remember.
1: You are right, my friend. There's been a lot of action. You've had anxiety. All I've had, I've been walking around for two weeks with an NFL chub and I've had nothing to do with it. You know what I'm saying? I had nothing that I can do with it because I haven't gotten to get in the safe space. Finally, you see this thing. I mean, this thing, that's two weeks building up here. Okay. So. I you've had anxiety. I've had a 14-day NFL chub, and I can do nothing with it until now, and I can't tell you how good it feels. Well freaking plop it down on the
0: table, bro. There's been so much, and it starts with the NFL scouting
1: combine. Yes, it starts, it always starts oh, there, it doesn't does. it? I mean Gosh, that's that's where All the
0: teams are, everybody's met there, stuff happens, it's crazy, it's going to be ludicrous.
1: Now, I know you like to do a little bit more thorough studying before you come out with your top 10 asses of the Combine each year. Yeah. But I didn't know if you had any sort of teaser, any sort of just, ah, can you give me a little something before the, the, the full list comes out of just... Who was rocking those freaking tights? Yeah, man. to be honest with you, man, I've got the combine recorded. I haven't had the time to go thorough... back. Yeah,
0: I know. I, and to, to watch it all. So I mean, because there's so many players. I mean, for each, there's two groups sometimes. So many asses. You've got group one, group two. There's a lot to cipher through. And I don't oh, want to leave anybody or shortchange no. anybody
1: out. Don't leave any crack unturned.
0: So but I need to go back there. And really do some looking. Uh, and I can't I, wait and to I find
1: out if there was plumbers crack like last year, that O-lineman that had that uh, plumbers crack situation. I'll tell you, if it's
0: going to happen, it's that O-line day. No doubt. Oh,
1: Always the O-line 100%. day. 100%. You, you can guarantee that Friday of the Combine, you're getting some, some plumbers crack action. It's true. But
0: the highlight, the little bit that I did get to see of the Combine had to be Shaquem Griffin, who oh, ran a really? 4-3 freaking 8, dude, as a defensive end, outside linebacker, Maybe uh, he might have done some DB drills. I don't really know. I had read some stuff prior to the combine. Some teams wanted him to maybe work out as a DB.
1: Wait, so is this? Or is it? he on your top ten ass list? Is he's this the my, tease you are giving me? Line, or is this he might like make the, that top ten ass? Okay, list. Okay, okay, nice, might. nice. Well, I would think he doesn't have a hand, but he, you know, he's got a hell of an ass. He does, and he was so fast, dude. 4-3-8, four, three, four, three, eight. Eight. Can you fathom blistering fast? At 200 fastest. and he was like he's right at around 230 yeah, he's a or so. linebacker.
0: I mean, the fastest linebacker time, I think, since 2003 is what was reported. It's
1: been, it's
0: and been a had, while. Yeah, and there's been some, some fast linebackers. Really man.
1: fast linebackers. There has been some fast linebackers. And Helvin so for Smith. him to come out there, yeah, Telvin Smith being one of them for sure. I think like Dion Jones for yeah. Atlanta. You know, we've yeah. got these undersized 220, 225 pound linebackers now that have been moving pretty quick. Shaquem Griffin shows up. He's 225, 230, but with no hand, and I don't know how much that slows you down, but I would think it would not – it can't help you. So I think he blew everybody away with that. That was, like, probably the biggest surprise of the whole thing for me. Seeing him run that, I don't know why. I don't know. Maybe it shouldn't be so much of a surprise, but, like, wow. Definitely was not expecting that. And then he turns around and he bench presses, and gets that prosthetic hand and goes 20 times on the bench press. And that was it's certainly crazy. impressive. So he certainly was a combine standout, so I'm glad you brought him up. Obviously, the other guy that blew the whole thing up was, holy freaking crap, holy smokes, Saquon Bleepin' Barkley. Remember him? Oh, the guy that you should have won the him? Heisman Trophy? Well, yes, and the Bud Kiss Award and the uh, Coach the, of the, year, yes, coach scout of the, of the year, year, Scout of the Year, Recruiter of the Year, because he and conditioner. was everything for Penn State. That yeah. guy did it all. What a stud! And uh, he showed up to the combine and just freaking lit it up, and did basically confirmed everything that everybody already thought, except just kind of put a cherry on top. Like, wow, okay, there's not a single thing about this guy that is a negative. I mean, he was he's six feet tall, and it's funny because when you watch him play, he's so his body is so he's so ripped and he, he's so thick that he he doesn't come across as a six foot guy. But he is all of six feet and all of two hundred and thirty three pounds. He's all of the thick, and he is ri- oh, he is so thick. He is guaranteed. I'll mm, tell you what, I don't I haven't seen the ass list yet. The the, the twenty eighteen oh, Zach Walchuk scouting combine ass favorite, list. Dude. But Barkley has to be in the top three asses. He has unbelievable thighs, and I can't fathom that the glutes aren't top three in oh, all man. of the combine, if not the entire league. He's a chiseled just incredible super explosive four, uh, it was 4-4 four, four speed mm-hmm. right Yeah, and yeah, man, he four jumped four. he was jumping high. He, his vertical was better than like Julio Jones he benched more than Joe Thomas yeah that Hall of Fame left tackle Joe Thomas of the Cleveland Browns yeah he benched more than he did uh, he was faster than Zeke whom everybody is kind of comparing him to as just like one of the stud running backs of, of recent history and Barkley he, he was all that and more um so now it's interesting to see what happens with Cleveland because of all the crazy moves they've made. And now Barkley's made a case to easily be the number one pick. He's, he's the best player in this draft. I, I don't, in my opinion, I don't think it's really even close, even though that Quentin Nelson guard guy is pretty good. But Barkley is just next level badass. And the other thing about Barkley is off the field, they talk about him as super humble, hardworking, just like high, high, high character guy. And when you put that all together, I can't imagine why I wouldn't take this guy number one overall. He's a special, special back. I completely agree with you. And there might be a... It might
0: end up being true that he's better than a Zeke. He's better than what Leonard Fournette was coming out. He's better than Gurley. He could be the best of this new age of backs. And he's a three-down player. I mean, we just basically said he can play every position on the field for you. The dude is a stud. And if there were a back, I still don't know that I'd ever take a running back number one overall. But... We'll get Gosh. to just why maybe what the does it Browns matter will. In f-
1: well, what does it matter in five years? It doesn't matter if the guy turns out to be a stud. Exactly. That's the point. But like it does Zeke right matter. Now, if you took Zeke number 1 overall, you wouldn't if, be bitching if I didn't, about it. If
0: we didn't have Dak Prescott or if the Cowboys didn't have Dak Prescott that happened to come out of that in the fourth round, I don't know. I might be. Yes.
1: Fair enough. I might Fair enough. Be. But, especially, but if the Cowboys you, if had if you've the you've got number- a quarterback,
0: then I understand it. If you don't and you're sitting there and there's a, a bunch of guys – As
1: a fan, I'd probably be a little frustrated. But you also, if you're Cleveland, you have the number 4 pick. So you can still get one of those quarterbacks. And you're not the Dallas Cowboys without Dak Prescott. And you have, like, who do they have? Some schmuck, Whedon or whatever. They have Tyrod Taylor now.
0: No. Okay, we're going to get to this. But I'm basically looking at this in general. If you're drafting number 1, you're a bad team. You probably don't have a quarterback. That's usually where you would take one.
1: I'm totally with you. So 9 out of 10 times, it's
0: probably you're going to pass on that running back to take a quarterback or a left tackle or whatever that premium position would be. But I if he's the best player in the draft and he might be No, he is. He's number 2. I think Nelson is is an absolute
1: savage. Okay, and now you're talking about a guard. So Well, I don't know, a guard to me is more important than a running back. You win in the trenches. No, uh, I think I can find n- a mean, running back. You fair, know, I, I don't enough. know. That you're, you're pulling hairs here. They're both special special players yes. and elite at their position. But still. And and but it, or are we turning our attention to just specifically Cleveland now? Do you want to? Or is Let's there more do that. Stuff? I mean, no, I know there's I mean, so much. Combine I got to go craft. back and watch a lot of the combine too, so we can flip over
0: to because Cleveland has really stolen the NFL show right now. Yeah, it's been insane. with what the Browns are doing, and and one of the trades really impacts you. And we talked about this a yeah. little bit. The brown the Browns made trades galore. Uh, Friday, I think it happened or Saturday. When did it start? Friday,
1: Friday uh, afternoon. Yes. Yeah, Friday. It was just boom,
0: boom, boom, They're boom, trading four people. They're trading away people. They're doing everything. So news breaks first. And I think this was the first one that they've traded for Eric's favorite dolphin of all time,
1: Jarvis Landry. Is he my favorite dolphin of all time? I think he is. Yeah. Who's Jason Taylor? Who the hell is Zach Thomas? Mm. Why would I care about either one of those because guys, Cameron Wake? Jarvis Landry was... 100-plus balls a year for 800 yards. <laughs> I know. 1,000 catches for 400 yards. Jarvis Landry, he had a great PPR season. He did. And now he's going to get yeah. paid like a top-five receiver. And the problem is, if okay, we can all say to ourselves, Jarvis Landry's not a top-five receiver. We can all say to ourselves, Jarvis Landry's not a top-ten receiver. And I'm pretty sure we can all say to ourselves, Jarvis Landry's not a top-15 receiver. So what does that mean? He definitely shouldn't be getting paid like a top five receiver with the franchise tag. He's getting paid that. So that means you're paying him as much as Julio Jones is getting paid as Mm. much as, you know, Mm. Deandre Hopkins is getting paid. AJ green. That's insane. That should not be happening. Not for a guy who does not stretch the field, who, who will consistently catch balls. And he does, he has intangibles in terms of just the energy and the toughness and just, he kind of, he he embodies the entire spirit of the team and gets everybody going. Spirit, a little bit. Right? Yeah, he's he got does. that warrior spirit about him. Yes, he so- certainly does. He certainly does. Thank you, Tom. And 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 he's got a great nickname. It's Juice. Juice is a great nickname. Juice, right? And but but that's he's not on the road. Right? Sixteen million. No, if he was on the road, I think he'd be a little bit more jacked. But he, he's a slot receiver. He's a slot receiver who lazy. doesn't who doesn't stretch the field very much. And though he has has found his way in the end zone more in the last year or two, uh, still just not the kind of guy, again, you talk about a guy who catches a lot of balls for not a lot of yards. And this happens sometimes. You get a guy who's a really good player. He's a really good player. But when you get to that point where his asking price is that of a top five at at your position – Sometimes you just can't do that. I'm sorry, Jarvis. I can't spend 15 million dollars a year on you, especially when I'm paying Sue 26 million. That's where like the a Cowboys are. That's where the Cowboys are with Dez right now.
0: Yes. You know, Dez Bryant's he's getting paid like a top 5 receiver. Is Dez Bryant like that today? No. But is he still a good player? Yes. So the Cowboys are now trying to figure out what what do we do with that? Is Dez willing to restructure? Is he willing to renegotiate? And uh look, I, it's, it's hard to ever say that this is it's good for a player to go to Cleveland but i do think if you're in an offense if you're Jarvis Landry and you're complemented by Josh Gordon and Corey Coleman flash Gordon with speed and size and jumping ability on the edge and then you're able to man the slot in the middle Jarvis that's a good fit that's a good fit right no, there for, for Jarvis sure. but he's, what, he's but a for really a complementary piece yeah no and i and we but, talked about this we established we think you think he's an elite number 2 i agree with you I still think he's a number one if you pair him with a right guy on the opposite end, which I think the Dolphins tried to do with Devontae Parker. And he Kenny just unfortun- and can he still sure just unfortunately weren't able to stay healthy. I mean how bad was the Dolphins offense this year?
1: It was not good at all. It was bottom half of the yeah. league and pretty much everything. So this guy's not—he's not the kind of guy that's just going to be a game breaker. Yeah. You don't just say, "Let's just go throw it up to Jarvis." No, you say, "Let's throw it for four yards to Jarvis. Hopefully, he breaks a tackle, runs backwards yeah. nineteen yards, and ends up with a one-yard gain." I hear you. And so, so as, I as can't as a pay fan, you that much money, man. You
0: don't think it really—it's—it's uh, it's a big loss for the fans. Uh, how does it, how does it impact really, you?
1: It's really funny because all the beat writers that obviously follow the team. As close as anybody. What was the compensation? What did the Dolphins get? The Dolphins got, I think they got they got a fourth round pick this year and a seventh round pick for next year. Okay, so Man, basically you think you could have gotten a little more. Maybe here's the thing: you basically got what you would have got in compensatory picks. Like if he would have just left as a free agent, that's fair. Next year we probably would have got and and the fourth round pick that we got is the very first pick of the fourth round. It's a valuable. So pick. Can, so it's it's pretty valuable for sure. So um. Yeah, it's basically what we would have gotten for him next year when the the compensatory stuff would come out after we had lost him in free agency the year before. We basically just got what we would have gotten just a year earlier with that fourth-round pick. So, yeah, I was hoping to get a little bit more. I was hoping to have gotten a third-round pick for him. But at the same time, it's a $16 million contract for, again, a guy that we're talking about is not a game-breaking top-flight, top-shelf receiver so it's hard to really expect much more than about what we got, and I'm glad we didn't just let him walk out of the door for free. I mean that's that's pretty smart business there for the Dolphins. Uh, listen, I'm not gonna—he's a good enough player. I'm not just gonna let you walk out of here for nothing. Let me tag you, and then we'll see who wants you. And they got a little something for him, so I'm not mad about it. I'm I'm not to the point anymore as a fan where I get butthurt hurt about certain players leaving, except for when it's guys like a Dwayne Wade with the Miami Heat. Yeah, that hurt me a little bit. But when you talk about a guy like Jarvis Landry, we drafted him three years ago. He's been a heck of a player. Cool. But, I mean, it's just another guy to me, to be completely honest with you. But what I was getting at is the beat writers are talking about this like it's the just one of the biggest mistakes ever for the Dolphins. Like just so stupid that they did this. And I just, I just tend to disagree with them, not because I agree with everything the Dolphins do. The Dolphins are generally – pretty stupid and on any transaction they do they, they usually come out on the the dumber side of almost any transaction that they're a part of but this particular one it's like okay the dude was a free agent you were going to let him walk out of the door for free or you're going to pay him overpay him it's like i'm not going to overpay for you bro i'm just not and so i think it was a smart move again the beat riders don't think it's a smart move and i just i wonder if it's just because they're so close, and they see the effect that he has on other people and, and just his nature, and maybe they like him as kind of a person, and so they're kind of being a little emotional about it. I don't know. But I, I just think that the, the Browns got a good player, and now they have, when you talk about the other moves they made, where they so go again. Right afterwards, they traded for Tyrod Taylor. Boom. Okay. So now you got yourself at least a bridge quarterback for the next year who can be more than serviceable. Now, I don't love Tyrod in the Buffalo weather, in the Cleveland weather, where he's got to go to Cleveland, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Baltimore. Well, he's Baltimore. proven he can play, though, in no, the cold weather. No, but exactly. Though, that, like, I like him more. Like If he's on a dome team or something like that, I like him more. But either way, heck of a quarterback to be able to say, now you go from having probably the worst quarterback situation in the league to having at least a top 18 quarterback. Yeah. For sure. So we, we've always
0: been defenders of Tyrod. We, we think have, Tyrod's yeah, been we, a yeah. little unappreciated in yes, Buffalo.
1: 100%. 100%. And, and
0: they couldn't wait to get him out the door. And I think they ended up getting, what, the top pick in the third round or something for him? Yes. Maybe? Was that it? Was that what it was? Yeah, yeah. They, for Tyrod. They, so also a premium pick, but the Browns are still loaded. I think they still have six of the top 65 picks or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, the Browns. Some insane amount of selections. And now you're in a position where you look at your offense. You got three pretty darn good receivers. Now, maybe they they keep trading away pieces, and Corey Coleman gets traded. They traded Danny Shelton, who they drafted in the first round of the Patriots. Yep. Got a third-rounder back, I think, for him. They made all kinds of moves. But you're sitting there at one and four, and you describe the Tyrod move beautifully by saying a bridge quarterback. We both like Tyrod, but Tyrod's not the future, and Tyrod Taylor is not the quarterback that's going to put the Browns over the hump. He might be able to take them to the playoffs, yeah. but you still... With one and four, you probably need – you You do. In my opinion, you do still need to take a quarterback with one of those
1: two picks. Well, but it, it doesn't have to be out one. It's funny that you say Tyrod could take them to the playoffs because he just took Buffalo he to the playoffs yes, for the first did. time in 20-something years. He did. And what do they and do? And they benched it? They freaking – Trade them as the soon as they get an opportunity. How funny is that, Buffalo? And now they have two first round picks back to back at like around 20. 21 and 22. So okay. the thought is maybe they package, package those, those to go up and get a quarterback in the draft. I think if they package
0: those plus their fourth rounder or something, they're able to get up to six overall, maybe. Okay.
1: Okay. So they're hoping one of those guys falls, which between all five of those quarterbacks that we all think are, at, you know, first round guys, one of them should be there. So I think that seems like the obvious move. Because what are they going to do? They're not going to go with Peterman, the guy who threw 94 interceptions in the first half of the one game he played. So they have to be thinking to themselves, they like one of these one of these guys in the in the in the top ten, I would think. I think that that's that's true. I think they've got
0: to have lo- located one of these. What if it's a Lamar Jackson though? Lamar Jackson's a player I could see slipping down that 21, 22 range, or even at least to that 10 to 20 range. Maybe there's a run, and you got mm-hmm. to move up into the teens to grab him. But that's much more doable than mortgaging all those picks to get up into the top
1: ten. Yes.
0: So maybe Lamar Jackson's a guy. Maybe it's a Baker Mayfield. Maybe they want to try and get into this Kirk Cousins sweepstakes. But I'd be shocked if Cousins were to go to Buffalo. I, I don't see that happening. Oh, there's. Just I no did chance. also hear. Well, no, it wasn't. It wasn't the Bills. It was the Jeets. The Jeets being rumored to be interested in Teddy
1: Bridgewater if they can't get Cousins. Gotcha. Okay, I have not seen that, but that makes plenty of sense. That makes pl- that makes more sense, because I-, I can't see Kirk Cousins wanting to go there anyways. Bridgewater seems like a nice guy yeah. to, again, be a bridge for whatever young guy they end up going to get.
0: We'll see. I, I like kind of some of these moves the Browns are making, but it does say,
1: all right, at one, do you take Barkley? It does open that door it does for you open to that, say that now, because you, you, have, you, that. you have Tyrod Taylor, who though you think he's going to be a one-year guy, if he ends up being really, really good— For you guys, then he's still young enough that you could potentially have Tyrod Taylor be your quarterback. Now, it doesn't seem likely that he would be that good, but you have a good enough quarterback to where you, in my opinion, you could totally justify if you're Cleveland taking the best player in the draft, even though he's a running back. Snag you a Barkley. Now you have Duke Johnson and Barkley in your backfield. Duke Johnson's great out of the backfield. And guess what? Barkley's great at everything, including catching passes out of the backfield. So you have two great pass-catching running backs plus Barkley, who just does it all. Then you have Jarvis Landry in the slot, Coleman, assuming he doesn't get traded, um, who's an up-and-coming young receiver. And and then Flash Gordon. And then my man from Miami, David Njoku, who was very up and down in his rookie year but seems to be a promising guy whose athletic is – Crap! Now, if you're Joe Thomas and you're sitting at
0: home and you've recently, quote unquote, retired,
1: mm-hmm. are you thinking,
0: "Darn it!" All of a sudden, this new mold of talent offensively is kind of getting me thinking. Mm, maybe I can, maybe I can play a couple more years.
1: He may have already partied his way out of the league at this point. Can you imagine playing for the Browns for however long? You retire, you exhale. You're binging for at least till March. Oh, man. So he woke up March it's 3rd he was and was like, God, dang CD. it, dude. Yeah, All I've had for three months now is beer and meat. Mm. And now he's thinking, dang it, I want to go play. Mm. Joe, I think you got it in you, bud. I don't know. It's just I kind of I know you're exciting. listening. Joe, strap it up, baby. Uh, I think you I should. I think you got a team. Oh, yeah. Man. I think I you think got, got something, something going here, Cleveland. If I'm
0: Cleveland, I take Barkley at one because I don't see, unless you just love one of those quarterbacks, but – To me, it's like potatoes, potato. I don't see a huge difference, and I I can't say that I'm an expert and I haven't done my homework enough on these guys to really be considered as, all right, this is an educational thought.
1: Yeah, you don't even have your ass list out yet for the combine. No, my ass list isn't out. But just having
0: watched college football, I don't see – I I think Josh Rosen might be the best in terms of talent-wise. Oh, yeah, and because he's uh, he's a brother. He's a member of the tribe. Yes, he is. Sam Darnold, though, also has a lot of talent. I, I like Lamar Jackson as well. I don't think Lamar Jackson is going to be a guy who goes number 1 overall, but I'd certainly throw the dart out there and, and let Lamar Jackson be my quarterback. Give him, I love his athleticism. I think this whole misconception of him not having arm strength is complete baloney. The dude can throw just fine. And in my opinion, he showed pretty good footwork at, some, at certain times. Maybe he's got a little bit of a a, a wider stance than people might like. You want That can all be coached. That can all be coached. Josh Allen's a guy who also has struggled with accuracy. The dude can just throw the ball over the place, and he's got a freakish cannon of an arm. Yeah. It doesn't mean he's a good quarterback. just because he can throw the ball far. Where did that get to Marcus Russell?
1: Oh, God. Don't even get me started. Everybody's and talking then there's about,
0: Baker. he can throw 80 yards on his knee. So all these guys, it's pretty much just like, what's your flavor? What do your scouts tell you? What do you guys like? What do you think when you sit down in the room with them? And if Cleveland decides, we think, Darnold is far and away the best. Then you take him at one and you just cross your fingers and hope to God Barkley's there at four because maybe the Giants are smart for change and take Nelson at two and the Colts take Chubb at three. And then, woohoo, we got our quarterback and Barkley. That's the best case scenario. Or you say, screw it. The Giants need a running back. The Colts have never had a running back since Edrin and James left. Maybe we should just take Barkley now, cross our fingers and hope
1: our quarterback's there. And to me, Though I haven't done all the evaluation on these top quarterbacks yet, I, I would imagine that there's not one that is so, so, so good that it would force you into just settling and taking the quarterback number one just for the fact that you need your quarterback. If that is the case, if that is the case, great. Go get your guy if you just feel that strongly about one of these guys. But I don't know if they feel that strongly about one of these guys, and maybe they feel really good about one, two, or three of them, and they know one of them is going to be there. And I think that's where I'm leaning in terms of if you're talking about what I would do. Now, when you're talking about what would the Browns do, what are the Browns going to do, it always seems like the team's lean quarterback. So, obviously, that's the inclination is that they're going to go for quarterback. But I don't know after that combine that Barkley, he just confirmed everything. And it's just like, man, that for me is just so hard to pass up on, especially when you see guys like Zeke and Gurley and Fournette, these guys that were top, badass studs. How many How many stud running backs have we seen that have come out, like, flop, be bust? In the last several years, none. None. That, that like all those guys end up being awesome They've as all long been as good. you can put some semblance of an offensive line in front of them. Even Christian McCaffrey
0: was really good. Yes, exactly. And Dalvin Cook, who went in the later half. No, yes. Actually, he might have gotten on top of
1: the second round. Cook. That's Cook, the I knock, I think though. he was a first rounder, but I, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I don't care. He's a stud. Yeah. But that's also part of the Very reason good. is because you can think to yourself, well, yeah, I can get a good running back at in the third round, and the not fifth wasting round the or whatever. Pick. But when it when it's a guy, I just think when it's a guy who's that much of a freak show, just next-level, holy bleep yeah, freak agree. show, We agree, Barkley.
0: Yeah, I'm with you on that. Other trade news that was happening, uh, there is some major changes being made in Seattle. Seahawks, Legion of Boom, that secondary, no more. They cut Richard Sherman. He's now signed with the 49ers. How ironic is that? How I love it. How crazy is that? Stanford
1: guy goes back home. Goes to Kyle Shanahan and he's says, gonna intercept. He's going to intercept Russell Wilson I want to just year. beat the crap out of the Seahawks
0: twice a year. And they're building something good with Jimmy G, baby. Yeah. Jimmy G's dating some crazy Instagram model, apparently. I don't know if you've seen these. Oh, no. Yeah, I know. It's sad that Jimmy G potentially might be off the market. Oh my.
1: God, we do, lost a good
0: one. Boys. We did, but they look really good together as a couple. It's just oh, like two exceptionally do. good-looking human beings but together. He,
1: but he's still obviously better looking than she oh, is. I don't know that we could find a woman that's better looking than Jimmy G. I can't wait
0: to see this girl, though. Yeah, you should uh, definitely look into that. But the 49ers making some moves there and then the Seahawks also traded Michael Bennett to the Philadelphia Eagles.
1: Oh, man, I can see the agony on your face as you have to say that. Yeah. That one, how bad did that hurt? That hurt really bad, especially when you look at what they gave up it
0: was what a 5th round pick and a yeah. undrafted wide receiver. Ugh. Man,
1: really yeah. hurts. that had to sting, dude. It's awful. The rich get richer. Yeah, that pass rush was already it's bad, badass. Now you throw Bennett in there? So I don't know
0: how, how much you judge pro football focus or pro football talk, those rankings that come out, right? I can't
1: stand PFF, pro football focus. Okay,
0: so maybe these don't mean anything to you, but now their entire defensive line is like graded out 80 or better. All four positions. Fletcher Cox is in the 90s, of course. He's a stud. He's a Coxman. And they're now going to release Vinny Curry, and they've upgraded because they just traded for Michael Bennett. So, yeah, that's upsetting. The rich do get richer. Um, Earl Thomas being rumored as a potential trade target. I think they're wanting a second rounder is what I've read for Earl. And the Cowboys, the question is financially, because Earl Thomas chasing down Jason Garrett? That, that video's gone viral. He's linked to the Cowboys all the time, as is really most free agents that come out. I would love Earl Thomas. And I'd love to, I'd gladly give up a second round pick. I know the draft scouts out there would probably say, bleep you, dude. I want my picks. I'll get you a badass. And I respect that. I would probably feel the same way. But there's something about Earl Thomas. He's the best freaking safety in the business. You've got a very young secondary in Dallas. You could pair a leader like Earl Thomas, put back in that. Sec- I think it just it changes the complexion, the attitude, the mentality of your defense to add an impact player like Earl Thomas. I know. You could say he hasn't been healthy, yada, yada, yada. I get it. I'd gladly give up a second-round pick for him. So if he's out there, go get him. I don't know if it works financially. The Cowboys have no money at all. But Earl Thomas could be on the block. They cut Jeremy Lane. The Seahawks are, are not the same team we knew. People on the move. The Rams in the Seahawks division also making trades. They now have the best cornerback tandem in football. Traded for Marcus Peters. They also just made a trade to get a keep to leave from the Denver Broncos. He reunites with his Super Bowl champion defensive coordinator, good old Wade Phillips.
1: And on top of that, they got rid of terrible contract and, in my opinion, pretty bad player, Alec Ogletree. That was a positive oh, sign. He's going to the Giants. Because he's going to the Giants, and I think as a Cowboys fan, you Walchuk should feel great about that because they are overpaying a uh, below average. Linebacker, a lot of money.
0: Yeah. Coming out of Georgia, I thought that guy might be okay. I liked his athleticism, but man, you see all the, the gifts or gifts, oh whatever you want to call God. it. He's got
1: some of the worst plays Ooh, I've seen. He is
0: making terrible, terrible choices in terms of angles to the ball, pursuit to the ball. He's not showing a willingness to tackle.
1: I actually witnessed him
0: Scrub. in Cowboy
1: Stadium this year playing the Cowboys. Ezekiel Elliott gets the ball on a swing pass to the outside, turns it up the sideline. Ogletree's there, has a perfect angle to at least hit him and nudge him out of bounds. And Ogletree just almost seemed like you almost had to try to take this bad of an angle to get right and just missed him behind him so that Zeke could blow by and run into the end zone. And I was like, oh, my God. Terrible. Putrid Ogletree. So the Rams are getting a
0: lot better. The Giants, they did add Ogletree. They're also cutting Dominic Rodgers-Cromartie. Saves them six and a half mil.
1: Yeah, they were about to move him to safety. They are like, Money ah, moves. wait, this guy's not tackling anybody. Yeah, so
0: believe the Giants, they still suck. Uh, the Redskins, though, they did not franchise Kirk Cousins. We talked about that and how maybe they'd consider it. They didn't do it. Yeah. Now, Cousins is a free agent, and the lottery's on, baby. We've got David Johnson of the Cardinals tweeting out, come to us, Kirk. We've got Von Miller of the Broncos expressing like, yeah, I'd be down to maybe throw some money at oh, Cousins.
1: Oh, Von has been going hard. He's going on hard. It. We he's got we got rumors really
0: already swirling that he's already kind of behind the scenes agreed to go to Minnesota.
1: I know. So So what's it going to be? Baby? I mean, I think if you're if I'm if I'm Cousins, I'm thinking Minnesota's the spot for me. As long as I'm confident in my ability that I'm better than Case Keenum, then that's where I'm going. I'm Cuz that's what you're going to be judged by. Dude,
0: how do you feel if you're Case Keenum, bro? Dude, you, he's going to end up with the Jets
1: oh, for yeah. someone, man. I can see that. I think one of those guys, whether it be him or Bridgewater, definitely yeah, or Bri- in a, yeah in a and that's true. Uniform. We did just talk
0: about how we we had read that, but I mean that's what he's going to end up doing, like going to maybe Buffalo,
1: yeah, or yeah, something just, like that. But or, hey, dude, that's the bet he made for himself, man. dude. You can't show up. It's
0: just sad. You see a dude ball out like that. He finally plays well. He's in a situation that where he's successful and he succeeds, and they're like, ah. There's this new hot girl that just moved into town.
1: Yeah. And we kind of like her, so yeah. hit the pine, bro. And I'm not sure if we just made you kind of hot, Case, or if that was no, actually I, you, No, that's why I Case. said the situation. Yeah. I think it was a, a, a great marriage, perfect fit. Definitely. I Definitely. think Case
0: Keenum, Keenum excelled because Minnesota's a well-oiled machine. That team's been built to win. Mm-hmm. And he also played very well.
1: The Vikings, the Vikings got it going on, though. And Kirk Cousins... Should go there. What about,
0: and this is something that I guess up until a week or so ago, we just kind of assumed like Denver would be a good spot. They've got a good defense. They've got solid offensive weapons. But now you look at it and it's like, eh. keeps Salib's gone. You've got aging defenders. You still have Chris Harris and Vaughn Miller. There's no DeMarcus Ware there. Is that defense still really elite?
1: Well, I think Derek, they're above Derek average. Is still heavy backs. Oh, he's heavy right? back
0: backswatting, but they didn't win him a lot of games last year, and they might get rid of or part ways with Emmanuel Sanders. So you, you just signed Demarius Thomas to a huge deal. You got him, mm-hmm. but other than that, you've always had an iffy o line. You don't. The running back situation's never been great. They they get production. It's never been elite. I don't know that Denver's really that appealing if I'm Kirk Cousins.
1: Oh, I'm with you. I think the appeal of Denver is the assumption, that, and maybe you're right, that the defense isn't as good. I think Arizona, I think Minnesota's still the best option if you're a free agent quarterback. But in
0: terms of let's rank the tiers of guys that are going to go for them, I'd rather go to Arizona than Denver. And the weather's better in Arizona.
1: Yes, but you're also in that division that we've just talked about that has gotten really ramped Oh, and up. The, West, the AFC West isn't a
0: good one with the Chargers and the Raiders and the Chiefs?
1: Yeah, that's true. They're both that's good true. divisions. They're both good divisions, but the NFC West does seem to be a little bit crazy. They've got
0: one badass team in the Rams. I don't know what I'm going to get out of the Seahawks anymore, and the 49ers are building. The Rams are really the only really, like, damn, that team looks good. The West... The Chiefs seem like they win 10 to 12 games every year. We'll see how Mahomes does. going to
1: say, new quarterback. But they
0: just win games. And the charges. Raiders with Gruden, I think the Raiders just had a down year. I still like their roster. I think they still have the best quarterback in the division in Carr. Mm, yeah. I still believe in Derek Carr. I think he was hurt last year. He dealt with a back injury. The dude, what did he have? Like a You know all about that. He had like oh, a, a, a disc issue in his back. I can't even imagine trying to play quarterback with a bad back.
1: No, I don't even want to think about it. I, I just think the appeal for Denver, I guess you're right, was just the defense and the fact that they've kind of been there, done that recently, and there's faith in that front office and particularly John Elway that they'll make the, they'll make the necessary moves once they have the quarterback. I, I don't really know, but I think I think you make a good point that Denver isn't as, at least when you look at their roster, it's not as great of a destination for a guy like Kirk Cousins as people like to think it is. I'm 100% with you on that notion. And then there was Mike Evans. Mike, dude. Now, do we think Mike Evans is a top 5 wide receiver in the game? Um, do I say top 5? He's right there when you look at Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, AJ Green, and Odell Beckham. There's five. I don't think he's better than any of those five, but he's right He's right on the uh the outside looking in there i think he's a top a top 10 probably right i think he's a top 10 receiver i thought he was
0: a top 5 entering the season he definitely had a disappointing year i also think he's got a subpar quarterback yes he does so uh yeah i think talent wise he's a top 5 guy um production wise i mean if you look at his body of work he's probably in the top 10
1: area there's, yeah no he's been there's probably guys that have been stud better for the than most him part. yeah um, you but again, know, when, he's when a he's a bigger play guy. When you look at a guy like him, the oh, he can do it Jarvis Landry, yeah. he can go down on any given play. He can catch a sixty-five yard touchdown, just because you threw it up to him and he wasn't even necessarily so that you, open.
0: You'd pay Mike Evans five years, 82.5 mil. You think that's a good deal? Uh,
1: yeah. Well, it's a it's a yes, yes. And you wouldn't. And Jarvis Landry
0: said that's what I'm worth. You say, bye oh, bye. absolutely not. Sorry, okay. bro. With you. And then Dougie Martin also cut by the Bucks. Smart move. Not sure he finds another job.
1: The Raiders are really interested apparently in him. I can't understand. We just talk about running backs and how you can find them anywhere oh, young yeah, and cheap. You can Why would you ever go to a guy like Doug Martin I who's done nothing in over two years? He's been injury prone. He had he had two good seasons. Yeah, and really one. Yeah, maybe really one. Maybe two, but he really only had one really good year. I just don't understand why, like, a guy, even a guy like Alfred Morris for the Cowboys, I don't understand how they're pissing away that roster spot. Well,
0: I would rather sign, and I, this is another guy that's older, but I think that he's just a good, he, he'd be a fit to that team with his style of play because he, do, he does get banged up, and I know now he's going to be 30 years old, but he's a player that performs when he's on the field, and that's DeMarco Murray, who just got cut by Tennessee. I could see him, if you want to go the veteran running back route, I'd rather go, I'd rather go uh, DeMarco than Doug. And I know that DeMarco's probably got a couple more years on Doug. I just think he's more productive of a back.
1: See, even DeMarco, I'm not touching
0: oh. not for the. Again, I'm turning out my running back every five years. I'm not giving Ezekiel Elliott a second contract.
1: Okay, there you and go. And I
0: stand by that. Cool. You should. So that I think that it's a running back is a young man's game. I get it. But if you're just a team, I'm trying to put myself in their shoes. They seem to, for whatever reason, want to add a veteran back.
1: If that's what I want to do,
0: I think there's a better back out there than Doug Martin.
1: Yes, 100%. And Demarco would fall under that category, you know? but he's but he's definitely a guy that I'm staying away from as well. When you think about the asking price that he's probably going to ask, it's like eh, it's probably gonna be too high for me, bro. Because these veteran guys, they want to get paid. They they want to get paid more than what you could draft a fifth round running back to end up being. Turn them into Jordan Howard or Jay Ajayi or any one of these other guys who have been drafted in the middle rounds. They get paid next to nothing. You see, even a guy like Alvin Kamara, stud this year. What was he, third round pick? And they're paying him nothing. Yep. So why would you go put any sort of one, two, three million dollar into Doug Martin, who's been 2.9 something a carry? Yeah. Get out of here.
0: Yeah, you're right. I'm with you. We're on board. So much movement in the NFL, and I'm sure there'll be more. We got free agency starting later this week.
1: This yeah, is, and, yeah, this yeah, we is we big even, time. This is all this craziness has happened before. The real craziness is supposed to happen, which is good because this is kind of a, kind of a down year in terms of big-name free agents besides the Kirk Cousins. You have more quarterbacks than usual. But across the board, this is a fairly weak free agent class. So it's really nice that there has been just so much activity with trades and everything leading up to this. And then even though it's a weak class, it's always going to be fireworks with free agency. So, man, we got a beautiful week ahead of us. Mm. I cannot freaking wait.
0: Can't wait. This is what it's all about. Nosebleed Seats Podcast. Zach Wilczek, Eric Chia, follow. It's always football season right here on the Nosebleed Seats Podcast, the show everyone can afford to listen to. Hugs and hand pounds, everybody. Tomorrow we're introducing a new segment, The Bleep Around. Make sure you check it out.